This is Alan Seaborn from Winning at Home. Welcome to In Progress, a podcast about faith, life, and how we grow. And for this episode, I want to share something from the book of Job. And I don't know how many of you have read through the book of Job recently or maybe the book of Job ever, but you probably are familiar either way with the story of this guy who In the beginning of the book, he loses everything. He loses um, all of his wealth and all of his possessions, and he loses his children. His children pass away in the beginning of the book of Job. And what follows is sometimes a conversation. Job has some friends who come to visit him, who come to uh, be with him in the moment, as he's dealing with this loss and as he's suffering and struggling and trying to make sense of things. And, you know, I'm trying to think of the way to say this because I think his friends in some ways, uh, it's kind of relatable for some of us who feel like, hey, we're in the middle of dealing with something really tough. And for me, you know that it's my health issue. I don't have a name for it. Just this constant dizziness, lightheadedness, spaciness, brain fog, fatigue, all the time, all day, every day. And sometimes when people come to be with me in the midst of it, like Job's friends here in this book of Job, uh, it feels like I wind up comforting them. I wind up being the one bearing more of the weight of the conversation or the responsibility or like, I'm like, yeah, there's no update. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I have, I've tried this. I've tried that. Yeah. It's not really working for me. Um, and it's kind of what Job is doing here in conversation with his friends, you know, and they're trying to get to the bottom of it. And they're certainly, coming at it from a well-meaning perspective, and I'm not trying to slam them or the people in my life who try to come alongside of me, but I do think it's a relatable experience of being in the midst of something tough, and then the people who come alongside of us to, um, to try to bring comfort, to try to bring hope and healing, end up putting us in a spot where we're like, oh, wow, that this actually is kind of adding something to what I'm already dealing with. And so in Job 23, Job is in the midst of this conversation. So the beginning uh, and kind of the early, I mean, it's a long book, but the early uh, chapters of the book of Job are about his experience of loss and then about his conversation with these friends who come to visit with him. And then Job, when his friends leave, a lot of the rest of the book is about Job's conversation with God in the midst of dealing with this tough stuff. And so in Job chapter 23, Job is giving a response to one of his friends, but you know, it's, it's kind of toward the friend, kind of, um, 
toward God at the same time, but this is in conversation with his friend. And I'm going to read, not the whole chapter, but I'm going to read the first 12 verses of this chapter here. And I'm going to kind of break in at a couple points and talk about some things, but I want you to get the gist of where Job is in the midst of this pain. Verse 1 says, Then Job replied, Even today my complaint is bitter. His hand is heavy in spite of my groaning. If only I knew where to find him. If only I could go to his dwelling. I would state my case before him and fill my mouth with arguments. I would find out what he would answer me and consider what he would say to me. Would he vigorously oppose me? No, he would not press charges against me. There the upright can establish their innocence before him, and there I would be delivered forever from my judge. Now, I want you to think about what Job is saying here. And I, the reason I wanted to share this passage is because if you're listening like me and you're in the middle of something that won't change, won't let up, won't, you know, there's no end in sight. Maybe it's a physical health thing like mine. And maybe like me, you don't have a diagnosis and you don't even know what to do. Maybe it's a physical health thing and you do have a diagnosis, but that really isn't a whole lot more help. You found out it's a chronic thing you just have to live with. There's really not a whole lot you can do to make things better or worse, but you've got a name, right? Um, Maybe it's a relational thing and you're in the midst of uh, a betrayal, a hurt, a, a moment where it feels like as a result of something that has just happened, I don't know that I see this relationship ever being able to be the same again moving forward. And whether that's with a spouse, a parent, a child, a friend, a co-worker, you're standing in the midst of this. And in the midst of this stuff, we ask why and how, and if God cared, wouldn't he intervene and wouldn't he do something? And you know, Job's there. Job, I mean, in this passage, he is just being straight up honest. And he's saying, man, if I could get to God, if I could ask him these questions, if I could explain myself and then try to ask him to explain himself, then he would have to go, no, Job, you're right. You know what? I'm going to fix all this stuff for you. I'm going to step in and fix everything. And then Job says this, But if I go to the east, he's not there. If I go to the west, I do not find him. When he's at work in the north, I do not see him. When he turns to the south, I catch no glimpse of him. Now I want to stop right there because... Um, you know, it was not too long ago. I can't remember. If you've listened more than a few episodes, you know I'm terrible at this, but 
I talk about things I don't remember when or how long ago or what episode it was, but we talked about Psalm 139 where um, the psalmist is writing about there's no place I can go to hide from God. And what Job is saying here, it feels like it's in direct contradiction to that, right? Job's saying, hey, I went north, south, east, west. I I can't find him. But he's not saying, you know, God isn't there. God isn't, uh, God isn't available to me. What he's saying is, in the midst of this stuff, that's how it feels. That's how it feels. I go north, south, east, west, and I, I've got nothing. I, I can't find him. And in verse 10, he says, But he knows the way that I take. When he has tested me, I will come forth as gold. My feet have closely followed his steps. I've kept to his way without turning aside. I have not departed from the commands of his lips. I've treasured the words of his mouth more than my daily bread. And those few verses there, I think, is an amazing and hopefully what we're all aiming to have as our legacy while we're in the midst of this tough stuff. To be able to say, Man, throughout all this, I've been faithful. I have, like Job says, closely followed his steps. I've not departed from the commands of his lips. Because I'm going to be honest with you, and I think you already know this, but when we're in the midst of this huge life-altering stuff, And my thing compared to Job's thing is like nothing. But when we're in the midst of this huge life-altering stuff, um, obedience to God, it kind of feels like, hey, you know what? If everything is going to go bad for me, then I'm not going to really spend a whole lot of time being obedient. What am I even doing that for? Right? If we're honest, maybe we don't actually lay out that whole line of thinking in our minds, but we live like that's the case. We're like, hey, what am I doing all this right stuff for if I'm not getting like a reward, a life where everything's easy and, and everything makes sense? Job's legacy, his testimony, is that when he's in the midst of this stuff, he's faithful. And in verse 10, there's this line that I, th- I think needs to be addressed. Uh, Job says, when he has tested me, I will come forth as gold. And you know, it's really easy for us, we hear that word, tested and it kind of feels like um 
you know, hopefully no one here has firsthand experience with this, but you've probably at least heard of the idea, right? That someone will have one of their friends or set up an, a fake account online and they'll reach out to their significant other as a way to test to see if they would be open to cheating on them with somebody else, right? And that's what we think of when we read the word test. We think, okay, so God's kind of in some way trying to like trap us with this test. But the word that Job is using here, um, it's a word that in his context, what he was communicating wouldn't have been that. Uh, it had more, I've, I've got it pulled up here on a concordance, and I want to just read the ways that this is, first, this is the way that it's translated in different uh, passages throughout Scripture. It's translated as try, prove, examine. One time it's translated as tempt. One time it's translated as trial. So the idea here, um, underneath the ways it's actually translated and used, it's more of, uh, you know, kind of almost a dictionary definition. And the idea here is to examine, to try, or to prove. So this is a word that is connected with the use, like, you can probably tell by the way Job ends this line talking about gold. He says, when he's tested me, I will come forth as gold. And so it has connected to it this idea that the testing isn't done to try to catch out what's wrong and what's fake and where you're going to fall short. But it's more of this idea of, um, you know, maybe you've, I don't know, maybe you've watched a YouTube video about, <laughs> I don't know why you would have unless you were doing it from this biblical context or you were really interested in jewelry making or something. But when they heat up gold, um, they don't heat it up to try to, prove that it's not really gold. They heat it up so that the impurities, so that the things that aren't gold can be separated out and can be removed. And this is kind of the idea that Job is getting at here. When he says, when he has tested me, I'll come forth as gold. When this process is through, when um, the difficulties unveil or reveal ultimately uh, what's beneath or what's behind or what's here, what we'll see is, um, is gold. So it's not a, hey, I'm trying to catch you sort of test. It's a test in the sense of, hey, let's prove what really is here. Let's make sure that we can refine this, get rid of the 
impurity, get rid of like what I talked about, you know, two minutes ago, five minutes ago, get rid of the desire to chase after God because it means he's going to do X, Y, Z, treat God like a genie. But instead, as we refine our faith in him, our willingness to serve and love and obey him, um, we have these moments where when we're in the midst of this tough stuff, what we do is we have a lot of opportunities for growth, for refinement, for uh, purification. And I know from firsthand experience, and you know from firsthand experience, that being in the middle of whatever the thing is that we're in the middle of right now feels like everything other than an opportunity, right? Other than a great time for growth because it feels like, wait, no, I'm doing everything I can just to keep putting one foot in front of the other. I I certainly can't spend energy right now sacrificing something else, giving up, learning how to surrender, letting go. And in the middle of all that he was dealing with, which I forgot to mention, in addition to losing his stuff and his kids, he was also dealing with some unbelievable health stuff, some awful uh, skin boils and lesions and just terrible, terrible situations. And Job's story is one of faithfulness. His legacy is that he has not departed from God's way, from God's commands, from God's expectations. And I don't really have a whole lot more to add to that. Because right now, as you're hearing my voice, um, some of us, I say us because I feel like I'm in that spot too, um, are dealing with some stuff where we want to start the conversation out saying, man, if I could get in touch with God and explain to him this, that, and the other, man, he would, he would resolve this. And we kind of move to this next stage that Job went through of but I'm looking around and it feels like he's nowhere to be found. It feels like I'm just totally on my own with this stuff and God doesn't care. If you feel like you're in one of those two spots, um, I would encourage you and me to pursue getting to kind of this third stage where Job is that in the midst of it, we can say, you know what? I've not allowed this awful, tough, I would trade it in a second circumstance that I'm going through to knock me off course or to, um, to say, you know what, God, if I'm going to do this, that, and the other for you, but you're not even going to fix this for me, I think I'm just going to do my own thing but instead to be able to say with Job, 
My feet have closely followed his steps. I've kept to his way without turning aside. I have not departed from the commands of his lips. I've treasured the words of his mouth more than my daily bread. What Job practiced and what we are invited into is to use these moments of great pain, of great what feels like injustice and betrayal and unfair suffering, to allow that to help us to see the importance of doubling down on our commitment to following after God, to um, instead of turning to questioning or bitterness or you know bargaining or whatever it is that we're tempted to do, to instead say, God, you know what? Um, the tough stuff I'm going through right now, that's not going to knock me off track. That's not going to distract me. That's not going to make me uh, forget that following you is the call on my life. What you've invited me to in the way that as I've been obedient and faithful and surrendered and said yes and let go of control, God, I've watched what you've done in me. Um, and it doesn't mean that you've changed all these circumstances. It doesn't mean that everything is just magically better all of a sudden. God, but what's happening is in the midst of tough stuff. Um, we have a chance to grow closer and closer to you. And as you're listening right now, uh, I want to invite you to say yes to that, to follow Job's example, to follow um, some, <laughs> some days uh, the example that I'm trying to live out of saying yes to him and being faithful even when I'm not getting things the way that I want to get them. Um, you know that feeling. You know what it feels like to some days surrender and some days go, nope, today is a me day. I'm going to do it how I want to do it. Let's instead aim to look at Job and to live lives of faithfulness, even or maybe especially in difficult circumstances.